right wall fans, common censors, podcast consumers. Welcome to episode 62 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and we've got a lot of great stuff planned for this evening. For those of you that only listen to the audio, only subscribe to the podcast and whatnot, we are live on Facebook this evening with episode 62. So, of course, as usual, we may be referring back to some of that stuff, but I will make sure to keep all of the rest of you in the loop with anything that's happening. And, of course, Chris and Bridget should be joining at some point this evening to hopefully keep this episode on the rails or help to send it drastically off the rails, depending on what people are enjoying. That's kind of what we do, you know? Sometimes off the rails is okay. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it is. We'll see what happens tonight. All right, let's get into it. Social plugs. Social plugs. That's right. You can keep up with us between episodes. Get your doses of common sense daily, weekly, monthly, whatever it might be. One of the places you can do that is on Twitter. Follow us at Tell the Wall Pod. That's right, at Tell the Wall Pod. You can follow us there. You can also follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at Magic Muppet. If you search Sean O'Rourke, I believe it will come up. Hi, Chris. Chris has joined to hopefully keep me in line. Uh, and of course, you can also subscribe to our channel on YouTube. That's right, head on over to YouTube, search Go Tell to the Wall, and you're going to find our lovely little channel there. Subscribe, watch some videos, uh, and if you only listen to the audio and you get a little confused what's happening in the videos, sometimes all of our live feed videos are actually up there as well. We don't get a lot of views on them. I, I think what happens is people either like to consume it on the social platform, which right now is Facebook, will eventually be YouTube Live uh, or Twitch or one of those, uh, but... Beyond that, not a lot of people are going to consume the videos. Uh, however, there's a bunch of other stuff up there, such as our beer reviews and individual clips kind of from each episode, you know, that, that I find interesting or pertaining to what's happening in the world right now. We get lots of awesome comments up there. In fact, the other day, someone said I, I was a wimp and I had a weak, weak video. So I then responded and said, well, thank you for watching. You should check out all of the rest of my weak videos week i don't know trolls you know you don't feed the trolls or if you do feed them you feed them with kindness that's what we do here uh and of course all encompassing of those things and most importantly of all of those things would be sean o'rourke com. that's right put that into your browser head on over to sean o'rourke com. see all of our awesome photos we got some videos we got links to all of the stuff i just mentioned uh and of course if, if you're trying to decide where to subscribe where to Whereas best to consume the podcast, uh, you can get multiple links through there. And of course, you should be subscribed depending how you prefer to listen. We're on iTunes or, or app, they call it Apple Podcasts, you know, whatever. They're trying to move away from iTunes. Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, among many, many, many others. So find us, subscribe, listen, tell your friends. All of those places are the way to go. And of course, most importantly, shout out, shout out to Podomatic where we do host the podcast uh, and they help get it out to all of those different uh, platforms and everything else. In fact, on that note, I didn't mention last week, uh, but if a couple weeks ago you were having some issues downloading the podcast, they were doing some updates. Our host site, Podomatic, was was doing serious updates to, to all of the podcasts kind of across their entire platform. Uh, so you were getting some er errors a couple weeks ago, but that is all fixed at this point and you should be able to access Every, anything and everything that is go tell it to the wall. So 
Look for us. Subscribe. Share with your friends. And, of course, we are still in the midst of our Indiegogo campaign. That's right, Indiegogo crowdfunding site where we are raising money uh, for the new studio. We're about halfway to our goal right now. We've got a little less than a month left. And so if you like what you're hearing, you like what you're seeing, whatever that might be, uh, please head on over there. Give us a dollar. Give us $2. Share it with your friends. Every little bit counts. And as soon as we hit that goal, we're going to be able to do some new great things with the podcast, including an all-new format uh, and some new gear in the studio that's going to help us continue to bring that common sense to all of you wall fans and common sensors out there. So check it out. Check it out. Indiegogo. Just go there. Search. Uh, search. Uh, Go tell it to the wall studio. You're going to find our stuff, and we'll, we'll get the link up with uh, with the episode as well. All right, beer this week. Oh, my. Beer this week. Tasty little brew from not stone. I know. It's not stone this week. We've had a lot of stone lately. Uh, but, of course, it is another independent brewer. That would be Anchor Brewing out of San Francisco, California. San Francisco, California. I'm a big fan of Anchor Brewing. Uh, they do some good stuff, and uh, I, I haven't had one of their beers that I just did not like at all. There's some; they have a lot of different beers, so you know, some I just don't prefer. I'm not a lager guy, you know, certain things. Uh, but as far, I've never disliked uh, a, a beer coming out of Anchor Brewing, and this one is not only something that did not disappoint, uh, but it it it, it was it, it's a tasty beer that I've been enjoying, and I would recommend it to anyone out there that's an ale fan. It's not an IPA. It's not super hoppy, but it's a little hoppy, uh, and it is the Brewer's Pale Ale from Anchor Brewing. This one's interesting because it's one of those like dry hopped things, so you get that you get that hot flavor, but it's not as super hoppy and bitter as a lot of the IPAs you're gonna find out there. Uh, again, Brewer's Pale Ale from Anchor Brewing. Check them out. I think it's a newer one. I think it's newer simply based on the the hop mix that they're using. It's a Nelson hop blend. And I think they change this up kind of the way Stone does it with their rotating hop series. See, even when I have a Stone beer on here, I can still get mentions for Stone Brewing because they are, yeah, my favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it's a tasty one from Anchor Brewing. If you're a pale ale fan, not super hoppy, but uh, but kind of riding that border of, of pale ale and IPA. So check them out. Any, anything from Anchor Brewing is, uh, is interesting. All right, uh, a couple more announcements. Fourth of July. Oh my gosh, 4th of July, we're making it happen, we're doing a complete live broadcast on the 4th of July, that would be uh, less than a week from today when we're recording this, that'll be Wednesday, July 4th, I know, like I gotta give the date, <laughs> it's not, no, it's 4th of July, what's the date for that? July 4th, yes, so we are doing a complete live broadcast, we're gonna have some fun on the 4th of July, I'm gonna have Chris and Bridget sitting next to me which is going to be absolutely amazing. And we're going to have some other Go Tell It to the Wall podcast fans uh, and some common censors, some big-time contributors to the show. We're going to have them popping in. And we're probably going to do like two hours. I, I just, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm not guaranteeing two hours. I just know we're probably going to do two hours. And because of that, we might be going a little shorter this evening. It just this might be a little shorter. I got so much. I'm in the midst of like trying to get everything set up for that, and we're doing all some. It's craziness at my house right now, uh, in a good way, but it's just very time consuming and trying to get everything ready for next week. And I felt bad because I was thinking I was like I'm gonna go a little shorter tonight, and I was like, ah, oh, but all the we, I got so many patrons that are used to getting an hour long episode, and then I went, you know what, y'all are getting a two hour episode next week, so uh, let's not complain about like 15 minutes shorter. Right. I mean, I think everyone can get over it. And let's see what happens, because I said that multiple times before, and then we still do the full hour. So we'll see what happens. But I do. I want everyone to just get ridiculously excited. 
We're going to have so much fun uh, on the 4th of July. Complete live broadcast that's, of course, going to be recorded and put out the way all of our other episodes are. So if you're not someone that tunes in for the live stuff, don't worry. You're still going to get the entirety of that episode in, you know, depending on what platform you subscribe to. Uh, yes, that is what we're going to call it. Star Spangled Episode. That's what it is. It's going to be Star Spangled Episode. Thank you, Chris, for that nugget. Uh, so get excited. I'm excited. Everyone should be excited. I'm going to be throwing stickers around. It's going to be a whole big thing. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to do it up and have some fun. I'll probably drink way too much beer. So, you know, we're going to be off the rails like five minutes in, but it'll be good. It'll be fun because everyone, you know, so take some time out of your barbecue or, you know, put it up on the big screen while you're having your barbecue, whatever it is. And have some fun with us uh, at Go Tell It to the Wall podcast because I'm so looking forward to this one. So looking forward to this one. Uh, all right. I want to talk about one thing, and I'm just putting this at the top of the show. Uh, we had yet another mass shooting, uh, this one taking place in Maryland at the Capitol Gazette. If you haven't heard of this one, I'm sure you have. It's all over the news right now. Uh, right now, the word we're getting is, unfortunately, five people have been killed uh, and multiple other injuries, as you know, because I, I feel like we deal, deal with one of these on almost a monthly basis, if not more. Uh, those numbers could definitely change, could definitely change. But this one really, they all hit home. For, I mean, when it's kids, there's just it, it, it's so disgusting and so sad. Uh, and this one, again, hit home for me, not because I have kids, but because it's happened at a newspaper. These were journalists that were gunned down in their workplace. Journalists doing their job, gunned down in their workplace. And we've reached a point in our country where some people think this is acceptable. And we're seeing a lot of back and forth right now. I've seen it on the social platforms today. Sometimes I go down the rabbit hole and I start reading and it's just, okay, okay. But here's the bottom line with this. The so-called president of our country has literally come out and, and called for not the, lin the direct lynching of journalists, but he comes out and he talks about how bad journalists are and how bad they are for our country. And he has an entire fan base. I'm not even calling them a base. I'm calling them a fan base because they may as well be fans of a fucking sports team. That, 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 that's the intelligence that's going on right now with the people that are still supporting this. Uh, but then on top of that, we got that Milo guy, Milo, Milo. I don't even try to pronounce his last name, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. Well, I do mean it in a disrespectful way because I will put the time in to learn to pronounce your first, last name, whatever it might be, if you're not a bigoted douchebag. Now, that Milo, Milo, whatever dude that like looks like he's from Orange County, but I don't think he is, I, you know, he's from somewhere else. You, you look at him, and, and you're like, no, no. And then he talks, and it's just like, oh, my God. Well, he came out, and he said he can't wait until—and I'm not—don't direct quote me on this. He can't wait until vigilantes start gunning down journalists. This happened like a week ago that this son of a bitch came out and said this. This is documented. He said it. The Orange Menace has said things disparaging to journalists. This, it's, it's documented. It's out there. So there should be no back and forth on this. What's happening is we have people on one side that are absolutely condoning this. Not just condoning it, but encouraging it. And it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. In fact, what's happen what happened today, what happened today at the Capitol Gazette, not quite as extreme, and I'm not going to give spoilers, something very similar happened in one of the early episodes of this season of The Handmaid's Tale. Not going to spoil it, but if you're a Handmaid's Tale fan or you haven't caught up, I encourage you to watch it, and it's probably going to freak you out a little bit. 
And on that note, I got to be honest with all of you out there, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers. I love Handmaid's Tale. Got through the entire first season last year when it was on. It was a fantastic show. Uh, and I've started watching it this season. My wife and I watch it. And I've gotten to the point where I actually cannot watch Handmaid's Tale anymore. I will not be watching it anymore. And you know why? Here's the thing. I know this is, this is out in social media right now. It's kind of in the media in general where people are saying, we're getting so close to Handmaid's Tale. And you get people pushing back from the other side. No, no, we're not. No, no. Well, you know what? Go watch those episodes. See what I'm talking about when it comes to journalists and what's happening in Handmaid's Tale and what just happened today. Today to journalists. Not only that, but we're seeing children separated from their families. And I don't want to talk about how long it's been happening, all the bullshit. Don't come at me with that because it's wrong. I don't care who's doing it. This isn't a Democratic Republican thing. This is no, this is what right and wrong. And not only are kids getting taken away, but kids are being given to other families throughout the country. And they're having trouble getting these kids back to their biological parents. Think about that. That is absolutely a storyline in fucking Handmaid's Tale. It's a storyline in there. So don't sit here and lecture me about how, well, no, we're not close to hand. No, it's happening right now. That's what's happening right now in our country. And if you don't realize that, you're blind. You're, you're absolutely blind. And we need to do better. We need to do better. We don't need to be best. We're not going to be best. What is that? What is that? No, we're, we all need to do better as a country, as a society, as a human race. We need to do better. And I'm sick of seeing this stuff. I'm sick of seeing it. I'm terrified. I'm terrified on a daily basis. Absolutely terrified. But that's the world we have to live in. And we have, oh, there's the exact, thank you, Chris. Uh, the exact quote from Milo Milo. I'm, I'm still not going to try to pronounce his last name. I, if he was a respectful person, I would. Uh, and I quote, I can't wait for the vigilante squads to start gunning down journal, gunning journalists down on site, end quote. How is that acceptable? That should never be acceptable. I don't, that's not even a joke. It's just like those shirts with, you know, that I, I talked about this a year ago, the inappropriate shirts that were being sold and Walmart had them on their site, you know, where it was rope and something else and, and journal, you know, some assembly required, basically talking about hanging journalists. Yeah, I don't think you're allowed to talk negatively about anyone saying that we're close to Handmaid's Tale unless you've watched Handmaid's Tale. And if you watch Handmaid's Tale and you're not at least a little bit scared for, for the, the society and the atmosphere that we live in right now, then, then I don't know what else to tell you. I don't. I just don't. Oh, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. All right. Losing my place here. Let's get into some social. Social trends happening right now. Uh, surprisingly... We got to give a little, little good on you, good on you out to, uh, to, to something I did not think we would be doing that for, and that would be Facebook. Now, apparently, Facebook just launched a new feature, and I see this feature is very useful. They usually launch stuff, and I'm like, why are you wasting my time? Why are you junking up stuff? Like, no, no, no. This one actually is useful. Uh, they, they've added a new feature now. It's called Keyword Snooze. And this is essentially a feature that lets you block spoilers. So what you can do is you can go in and enable this, and you can tell your Facebook feed certain words that you don't want to show up in your feed. Essentially keeping spoilers out of your feed. So, for example, Avengers Infinity War, which 
already know everything that happened. I haven't seen the damn movie. I already know everything that happened in the damn movie because of social media. Everything. Same thing. There's something else. Uh, oh, Star Wars. I know everything that happened in that, that most recent Star Wars. I don't know anything that happened in Solo because no one's talking about Solo. But I know everything that happened in, in The Last Jedi because of social platforms. So I see this. So you could put in Avengers Infinity War, and it's going to block all of that stuff out of your feed to then avoid spoilers. And I find this so useful uh, because people just like to go crazy. And people don't even realize the silly stuff they're doing because it's not even like people are like, here is the plot of the film. This is what happens. No, they they share silly memes. And you look at the meme or, or the gif or whatever other dumb thing millennials are doing these days. And you're like, oh, so, so that's what happens. Yeah. Have some respect. Have some respect. Not everyone can go to the movie theater. Uh, the Last Jedi is just hitting Netflix this week. So I, I think that should be the spoiler referendum is once it hits a major streaming platform, then you can talk about it. Hasn't hit Netflix yet. And I, Avengers Infinity probably never going to hit Netflix. Disney's going to keep that one for their own streaming platform. So so calm down, everyone, with the spoilers. The good thing is, at least on Facebook, uh, we're going to be able to avoid those spoilers. So we'll see how useful this is. I will likely use it uh, just because I avoid spoilers, and especially once... Uh, Game of Thrones comes back next year because I, I got a toddler at home. I can't, I can't just be like, oh, Game of Thrones is on. Let me sit and watch this with my two-year-old. No, no. She'll be a two-year-old at that time. No. <laughs> that doesn't work that way. Can't watch Game of Thrones with my two-year-old. Uh, all right, moving along. I, had some, I got a couple more funny ones, and then we're going to get a little serious here. Uh, serious and encouraging. Uh, so, nice little trend that's floating around on the Twitter and on the Facebook and on all the whatever social platforms you kids are using these days would be hashtag deal breaker in five words. Hashtag deal breaker in five words is a fun one that everyone's going along with. Uh, and this, you can figure it out. What would be a deal breaker if someone said five words to you? Now, I found one. This one's just extra funny. I want to go through all of these because uh, there's someone that shared four different hashtag deal breaker in five words. The extra funny part of this, I'm going to tell you before I go through them. This was shared by the Polk County Sheriff. The sheriff of Polk County, I'm not sure exactly where, which, Pol I, I think there's multiple Polk counties around the country. That's not important. Uh, we just know that this is a Polk County sheriff sharing this hashtag deal breaker in five words, four different phrases with those five words. First one, we ran out of donuts. Second one, there are no more donuts. Third one, I do not like donuts. Fourth one, that squirrel stole your donut. I got to be honest with you, wall fans. I saw this one pop up in my feed and I was like, that's hilarious. And then I looked who posted. I was like, oh my God, big ups to that guy, the Polk County Sheriff for just like owning it. You know, and we all know like not all police officers eat donuts, uh, but it's just funny when they embrace it and they're like, here's a stereotype we're going to embrace. It's a funny stereotype. It's not a defensive stereotype. Uh, so they're embra he's embracing that he or she, uh, it, well, it looks like a man in the picture. Uh, he's embracing that. Uh, and sharing it and having some fun with the, with the Twitter followers. Uh, and another one that I found, I don't believe in feminism. I'm sure that would turn that would turn off any woman I know in my life. Uh, and of course, the the most important one here uh, would be hashtag deal breaker in five words. You voted for this president. Yes, yes, yeah. Deal breaker, deal breaker. Now I'm married and have a child. I don't, I'm not in the dating scene or anything, but that would be a deal breaker for me. Uh, all right. Apparently today is hashtag national handshake day. That's right. We can't have a national anything day without putting a hashtag in front of it. Today is national handshake day. Uh, handshakes. 
I was thinking about this one. I'm I, I'm a handshake guy. I'm a handshake in a in a you know professional situation and everything else. Uh, but I'm definitely a hugger with my friends. Even like I don't want to say acquaintances, but friends, good good friends, friends that are basically family. But then also just friends. I'm a, I'm a hugger myself. Unless I you know I have, I have a few friends that are just not huggers and not because they don't like touching people. They're just not huggers. So I don't you know they don't get hugs and everything else. But uh, I'm more of a hugger myself. But the interesting thing that that this hashtag got me thinking about uh, with hashtag National Handshake Day is I remember there was a time when I was younger where the handshake was like the most important thing. And I think it still is to an extent. You're going in for an interview, you know, your first job, that's a handshake situation. Uh, But we've reached, reached a point in our society where it has become acceptable to not necessarily do the traditional handshake. And I like it. I like it. Now, again, not going into an interview. You're not meeting a, a new client or you know a new uh, someone you're trying to get money from for the first time to, to you know support your podcast or whatever it might be. Uh, but even in those professional situations where you already know someone and maybe they're uh, they they're a client uh, or or whatever it might be, someone you're doing business with, we've reached a point that you know a hug, yeah, if you know them real well. But even like the fist bump, you know, that's become kind of acceptable even beyond just athletic endeavors, which is really where it was, you know, 20 years ago. That's the only place you'd see it. And now it's become a little more acceptable. And I like that. Uh, I just, I just think it shows a little more personality and we've, we've gotten past this very stiff, like, Oh, shake your hand. I'm going to rip your hand off. And man, I've had some of those, you know, like, okay, are you you taking, okay, taking my arm with you. All right. That's, that's fine. Um, and there's nothing wrong with the handshake. I just, I like that we've advanced as a society overall where you can be in those situations and it doesn't have to be this traditional, like, formal handshake, you know? Now, of course, like I said, there's situations where you got to do it. Uh, but nonetheless, apparently today is hashtag National Handshake Day. So, uh, I, I don't know, shake someone's hand? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I shook anyone's hand today. Uh, but it is National Handshake Day, whatever that means. Everyone's just making these. You know, I... I, I how we, we everyone always jokes who's making these days up who knows who cares <laughs> it's fun i don't know uh all right let's get serious on some hashtags here for a minute um one of the hashtags that's floating around right now is hashtag women disobey uh now there's a bunch of marches going on today against uh against ice against ice and against the the terrible immigration laws that are trying to be passed uh, and specifically the separation of families that's really still happening right now where they can't even get them together. Uh, so I was extremely proud today to see many, many photos from around the country, uh, including that the photos of politicians uh, who were taking to the streets and, and showing that they too can protest uh, in, in a situation like this where we need as many voices as possible. Uh, so check that one out. Hashtag women disobey. Um, and there's just, there's too much to even, to even go through all of this stuff. But of course, like I said, it's, it's going in conjunction with a lot of other hashtags. And one of those hashtags that it's being used in conjunction with is, uh, end family detention, hashtag end family detention. And that's hilarious. Surprisingly enough, I'm, I'm pulling up my, my feed here so I can pull some, look at some of the good ones for you. And of course, uh, Dante, uh, of the the leader 
mastermind behind Give Me Motion uh, is actually in here liking a bunch of these uh, hashtag and family detention posts that are coming around. And of course, we're seeing lots of marches and protests from around the country. Uh, but this is extremely important because this is something we really, really, really need to push for. Uh, and that would be ending this just ridiculous uh, practice of, of jailing. Uh, and putting people in jails. And that's the thing is, yes, they've stopped separating families from what they say, from what the government is telling us they've stopped separating families. Uh, but, but do we know that for sure? And even if they are not separating families anymore, they're still throwing them in jail. They're just throwing them in jail together now. Uh, and that's something that needs to end. Completely needs to end. And, uh, and, and I'm hoping we come out on the other side better as a country because of this. It, it's disgusting and it's horrible what's happening right now. Um, and... and it's very disheartening because I always think we've we've sunk as low as we possibly can, and then something new happens, you know, like that Milo guy coming out and spouting off hatred, and I'm not going to sit here and blame him for what happened today at the Capitol Gazette, but uh, he's definitely not completely innocent in that situation, posting things like that when he has such a following of hateful, bigoted people like he does. Oh, man. All right. TV, film, and books. Let's get into some TV, film, and books. I'm done with the social stuff. I'm just. I'm not even going to go on social plan. Man, I'm going to be on there Saturday because I'm going to watch everyone marching out there uh, for, because that's important. But I'm going to be staying off social platforms to avoid the Milos and the orange menaces of the world because I'm just done. Just done. Mm. All right. But TV, film, and books. Ooh. I'm excited about this one. I was excited. I'm still excited. I'm excited to share it with you. So this past weekend, I finally had the opportunity to head on out to the Skirball Center. Uh, my wife was actually going to take take me there on Father's Day, my daughter and I there on Father's Day. I ended up heading out to Highland Park Brewery. I think I talked about that on one of the podcasts. Uh, with some friends of ours who spent Father's Day there. So this past Sunday, uh, we decided to head on out to the Skirball Center, which is, uh, I don't know what, I'm not sure what area that is. It's right near the Getty. They're off the 405, if you're familiar. I don't know what technically that is that town or city is uh, it's just just outside the valley it's a great little museum uh skirball cultural cultural center uh highly recommend checking them out even when this exhibit leaves but i was there specifically to see the jim henson exhibition imagination unlimited that's right jim henson exhibition imagination unlimited uh and i was so excited because i know not only got to go and share this with my wife who is a huge henson muppets fan uh, but I also got to bring my daughter and, and share with her the magic of Jim Henson and the Muppets and, and all of the properties that that encompass uh, the, the Jim Henson company, really everything they've created. And, and for those of you that aren't familiar, we're not just talking the Muppets. No, no. And we're talking early Muppets. There's a lot of stuff from Ed Sullivan show, uh, stuff that they did early on, uh, as well as Sesame Street. You know, you should be aware of that one. And, of course, Fraggle Rock. All of the Fraggles are actually Muppets that were created by the Jim Henson Company, the Creature Shop. Uh, and I don't even want to say more importantly, but little lesser known would be Labyrinth uh, and The Dark Crystal. Labyrinth, which was a big movie in the 80s, uh, starring David Bowie and Jennifer Connelly. Yes, young Sean O'Rourke very much enjoyed Jennifer Connelly running around in that movie. That's what I always tell my friends that haven't seen him. Like, even if you don't like her, it's, it's Jennifer Connelly running around in a white tank top. And then, I, I, you know, my, my friends that enjoy watching women and I don't even want to say skimpy clothes. Like, we're not talking over-sexualized, but... And then if you enjoy seeing men in tight clothing, you have David Bowie running around in tights the entire movie with clearly a codpiece. Or maybe... I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but it's got a little something for everyone. 
little something for everyone and the kids can still watch it that's what's amazing i watched it as a kid it's one of my favorite films to this day uh labyrinth and of course like i said dark crystal which that one was the most mesmerizing to me is because I'm walking through and they have some of the actual characters. You can see a, see an actual Bert and Ernie. They have an actual Kermit, uh, one of the older Muppet puppets that they had. Uh, but the one that real like I stood there staring for a few minutes, just mesmerized, uh, was Jen, Jen and Kira, uh, which are the two main characters from the Dark Crystal. And to just see those puppets like actually in real life uh, was just amazing and, and very, uh, very, I don't want to say mystifying. That's not the right word. Very engaging. And I just kind of, I was just enamored with, with what I was looking at in front of my, in front of my face there. Uh, so if you're a Henson fan, I recommend it. Head on out to Scrollball Center if you're in the LA area, Southern California. I mean, I would, I would drive up from San Diego for this one. It's well worth it, uh, simply to see all the awesome stuff and, and get just engrossed in the history. Uh, and of course in the gift shop, they had a bunch of Henson stuff, going on and so i had to grab me a little uh little ludo funko pop here uh yeah i was walking by and ludo insisted on coming home with me and i just i couldn't say no couldn't say no that's right i don't have a ton of these funko pops but i just i love ludo those of you that know labyrinth you gotta love ludo ludo friend yeah exactly uh so check them out henson experience and it's just it's an absolute must 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 see uh one disappointment if you're a Fraggle fan, Gobo's not there. Gobo's my favorite Fraggle. Gobo wasn't there, uh, and unfortunately, Animal's not wasn't there. Which I wasn't I wasn't that concerned with Animal. I've, I've actually been around Animal and Miss Piggy and Kermit. Uh, that's what happens when you work at Disney for for as long as I did. <laughs> you tend to get around those things at some point uh, throughout your career. But it was great seeing, like I said, the Dark Crystal stuff, uh, the Labyrinth stuff, which they actually have David Bowie and Jennifer Connelly costumes in there. Just just go check it out. You have to check it out. Uh, all right, moving along. John Oliver, uh, I was was about to say, John Oliver got himself into some, no, I don't think he got himself into some trouble. Funny thing is, I actually saw this clip like a week ago floating around on social media, uh, and he has his his late night show that he does, and he was talking about the president of China, uh, President Xi, uh, please forgive my... Uh, Chinese pronunciations. I don't mean this in an offensive way. President Xi, I, I, I'm so bad with uh, with Chinese pronunciations. Uh, he actually made fun of him, but not really. Apparently, people were comparing him to Winnie the Pooh. And so John Oliver came out and talked about it because it was kind of a relevant current event. And then, you know, I think he did have a mention, well, he does look a little bit like Winnie the Pooh. And you look at, oh, well, yeah, he does. Well, what happened was the most popular social media site in China actually blocked every single little mention of John Oliver. He's been officially blocked on that social platform in China. You're not going to find anything having to do with John. Not only that piece where he's talking about the president of China, but you're not going to find anything having to do with uh, John Oliver on that Chinese social platform. Uh, I can't remember the exact name of it. It's a Chinese. It's basically Facebook, but China has their own social platform and it's when you're look, considering uh popularity it, i guess it would be compared to facebook from what i was reading uh today would would be that one so john oliver uh in a little hot water but you know what it's probably gonna have a lot more people now that people have heard that he has been kind of banned in china a lot more people are gonna go looking for him and this is interesting we i mean we just talked about journalists at the top of the show and what's been happening in the world here's the thing i remember as a kid as a kid, because when you're younger and you see 
you know, whoever the president is or politicians, whoever that is, you see political cartoons, you know, and you see pundits making fun of him, whatever it might be, uh, for whatever particular reason. And I remember as a kid just being like, oh, okay. But then at the same time of seeing that, you're, and especially like me as a kid in the 80s, Reagan, very device, very divisive to a lot of people. Uh, then you learn about presidents as you're seeing that. You know, you learn about Abraham Lincoln and George Washington and all this stuff. And I remember as a kid, I picked up this book at the library. It was called the Abraham Lincoln Joke Book. And it was basically political cartoons from Abraham Lincoln's time in office. And some other jokes and stuff. But that was when I had this light bulb in my head and I went, oh my gosh. Abraham Lincoln, who we learned freed the slaves and all these other things. And you learn in history books is just such a great president. Even he was made fun of at the time. For things really much more ridiculous than looking like Winnie the Pooh. But here we have the president of China who is so offended because he looks like Winnie the Pooh. And he does. He looks a little bit like him. That John Oliver has been removed from that social media platform. I mean, come on. Come on. Talk about thin skin. You know? And I'll go on the record right now. If anyone out there, wall fans, common censors, anyone that dislikes me, because I know there's a lot of you out there that dislike me. I mean, I just got called a wimp the other day, uh, you know, online. That was fun. I know there's a lot of you that dislike me. Uh, you can go ahead and call me Winnie the Pooh. I don't care. I'm not going to try to get you blocked anywhere. You can call me much worse. I don't know. What's, what's a worse Winnie the Pooh character? Oh, Eeyore? You can call me Eeyore. <laughs> I'm not going to try to get you blocked anywhere. Is it, you know, you can consider it offensive, but really? You look like it, someone compared you to a cartoon bear. Get over yourself. Get over yourself. All right, Seinfeld's in the news. Yeah, not Jerry Seinfeld with his comedians in cars getting coffee or whatever that thing's called. But Seinfeld is in the news, not Seinfeld itself, but one of the writers of Seinfeld. In fact, the writer of a specific episode from when Seinfeld was at the top, top, top of its game. And speaking of tops, this would be the episode where, man, fireworks are going off outside. You can tell it's 4th of July next week. It's all over the place going off. Speaking of top, this would be the episode where... Elaine tried to pitch muffin tops, muffin tops, and then her boss at the time even opened a muffin top store and all this other stuff. I'm not going to go into the intricacies of the episode. Well, the writer of that specific Seinfeld episode is bringing a lawsuit out against McDonald's, who recently announced that they are going to have muffin top pastries at their McDonald's locations. Muffin top pastries. And so this guy is suing them. He actually wants a billion dollars from McDonald's. If he's not able to get a billion dollars, he wants McDonald's to sponsor his podcast. You know what's ridiculous here? His podcast is him in a car talking with comedians. And he's bringing a lawsuit against McDonald's saying they stole his idea for muffin tops. Yeah, it's a pastry, dude. It's a pastry. Get over yourself. You ain't getting a billion dollars in McDonald's at this point. Definitely ain't going to be sponsoring your podcast. And maybe don't rip off the star of the show that you used to write for and then go claim someone else is ripping off your ideas. Right? Right? Like, talk about pot. And let me let me tell you a little story. A little story about a pot and a kettle. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he hasn't heard that story before. Oh, all right. Oh, this one. I actually found this one today, and I've been excited about it all day. All day. All day. And th this is deep cut. This is deep cut. I know Chris, who is on the live feed right now, is going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Deep cut right now. 
There's a new documentary coming out. The title of this documentary is actually Wolfman's Got Nards. That's right, Wolfman's Got Nards. There are two people listening to this podcast right now that understand where that comes from, and I will inform more of you, and you will kind of know where it comes from once I fill you in. That's right, Wolfman's Got Nards documentary. This is a documentary about the iconic movie, iconic cult-following movie that is Monster Squad. That's right. This is a movie that came out in 1987. Really bombed at the box office. Bombed. Just bombed. But then, of course, like many movies do... Uh, these kinds of movies, incredible cult following that came after it bombed in theaters. Of course, it was shown on television and everything else. I actually never saw it in theaters as a kid, but I saw it on television uh, not long after it had been in theaters. And I became obsessed with it. Obsessed with it. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's it's teenage kids battling all of the classic, like the four classic monsters. So it's Wolfman, the Mummy, uh, Dracula. Oh, I can't remember the fourth one. It's been such a long time. It's been, I mean, I'm, it's been 30 years since, I, since I've seen the movie. Uh, and it's extra funny because I sent this to my wife right away. Uh, she, was, she was at the office while, while I'm in, in the studio doing show prep, and I sent it to her because she's obsessed with Monster Squad. And I actually hadn't seen this, like I said, hadn't seen it for, still haven't for like 30 years. When my wife and I first got together, I was looking through DVDs. I think when we first moved in together, looking through DVDs, and I was like, what, wait, what, wait, what is this DVD? Monster Squad. Wait, what is this? And she's like, "Oh yeah, I love that movie." I was like, "What?" And I I hadn't seen the thing in at that point like twenty some years. Now I haven't seen it in like thirty years. Uh, but I'm excited about this documentary. If you're not familiar with Monster Squad, it's worth a watch. Uh, if you enjoy those kind of fun, here's the th- I, I'm I'm gonna just put it out there right now. If you like Lost Boys, you need to see Monster Squad. That that's how it is. If you like Goonies, you probably need to see Monster Squad. It's just it's one of those cult following movies. It's probably on like Netflix or Hulu, or you probably watch the whole damn thing on YouTube. Uh, but check that movie out, and then look forward to the hard hitting documentary that's coming out soon called Wolfman's Got Nards. I mean, if nothing else, greatest documentary uh, title ever. I mean, it beats Gimme Shelter. Another deep cut. Ooh, people are like Gimme Shelter. Yeah, educate yourself on documentary filmmaking. Gimme Shelter. All right, got some music news. Uh, unfortunately, Travis Barker still in the hospital. Well, I think he's out of the hospital now, but he got, he was readmitted to the hospital like last week dealing with these blood clots in his arms and trying to get back into playing shape. And really most importantly, we're just hoping that he's okay. I I would love to see him playing drums. He's my favorite drummer. Uh, but more importantly than that, I just want to see that he's okay. We got some news this week that apparently some warp tour news, apparently blink 182 was scheduled to make a surprise appearance at one of the Warp Tour stops. That was, of course, canceled because Travis can't play the drums right now, so they had to cancel that surprise appearance. Now, everyone, before you freak out, they would not have been able to do San Diego. They would not have been able to do the San Diego stop, which is, and and I thought, like, if they're going to, because it was kind of a rumor from the beginning. If they're going to do a stop, it's going to be San Diego. From freaking San Well, at this point, only one of them's from San Diego, for God's sake. But originated in San Diego. They wouldn't have been able to do San Diego because they would have been at their Vegas residency. Uh, the ridiculous thing is that I chose, well, wasn't able to make it out to the Pomona date, which was on a Thursday. There's a good chance that that might have been the show that they showed up at. But of course. Uh, more importantly, we just need Travis to get better, and they weren't able to even do the surprise show to begin with. Uh, so just some interesting news. 
All right, let's get into some sports. Yeah, we're totally not going short tonight, Wall fans. Never happens. All right, let's get into some sports. Mexico! Mexico has advanced in the World Cup. This actually just happened yesterday. Uh, they were in danger of not advancing. They got beaten by Sweden. I'm not going to get into semantics of this. But because Germany was beaten by South Korea on the same day, that automatically advanced Mexico to the next round of the World Cup. And I'm bringing this up not because I am happy for Mexico, which I am. I've been half cheering for Mexico. It's because I'd like to see them win. They're our neighbors to the south. They've been getting a lot of shit from that orange son of a bitch that sits there in Washington. They deserve it. Uh, they deserve something happy, a nice World Cup win. Uh, and, you know, it's it's just I'm, I'm, I'm cheering for them, cheering for them. But <laughs> the reason I bring this up is because a thing has happened here where Mexican fans, Mexican fans being fans of the Mexico soccer team, not, you know, you can be white and fans, you know, but Mexican fans uh, have actually been celebrating the Korean team, the South Korean team, not only celebrating them in like, tra like, thanks, North South Korea, no, no, no. I have seen many pictures, instances of Mexican fans who have been at a bar watching the World Cup matches See a Korean person walk by, and I'm not even kidding. There have been multiple instances of that Korean gentleman multiple times, different Korean gentlemen being lifted up and hoisted up and celebrated simply because they are Korean and South Korea beat Germany to advance Mexico in the World Cup. I love this. I love this. I just think it's fun. This is what's great about things like the World Cup or the Olympics, especially the World Cup with the fandom that goes with football, with soccer, uh, would be what's happening right here and it's just fantastic and this really isn't a racism race thing this is more just they're so excited and they just want to share that excitement and I love just seeing that pure unabashed excitement coming out of fans and so there's just something I'm not a soccer fan myself I'm not a football fan myself but there's just something about soccer fans I mean they are fantastic it's fantastic to see it's fantastic to watch and I just think that's hilarious hilarious uh, so if you're Korean and you're walking through a Mexican neighborhood, you probably still got a few days of this. <laughs> Just watch out. You might get hoisted up in there, celebrated, and, you know. And maybe they're going to hand you a beer. I don't know. You know, have some fun with it, whatever it might be. Uh, all right, a little more sports news. This one I found interesting, even well beyond just the sports world. Uh, there's a website called Fanatics. They sell sports memorabilia uh, specifically and mainly their biggest seller is sports jerseys uh, for all the major sporting leagues in uh, in the U.S. They might even be outside the U.S. I just know for a fact in the U.S. Fanatics. So they have this thing they unveiled like a year ago. Uh, and I believe NFL Shop has had this for a couple years. It's called Jersey Insurance. Now this isn't going to mean a lot to many of you out there. But just, let me just give you a little bit of background on here. So what it is, is if you purchase a jersey. And I'm going to use this example. <clears throat> that's where we're going to get into. If you purchase a LeBron James jersey. If you purchased a LeBron James jersey today. You have 90 days, essentially, where if within that 90-day window, LeBron James switches teams, you can trade in your jersey for either LeBron James's new jersey for whatever new team he goes to or a different player on that same team where you have had the jersey from. So like with LeBron James, the Cleveland Cavaliers. So let's say you have his jersey and he leaves the team, which he's going to in like a week or so. 
You're going to be able to go back to Fanatics and you're going to be able to get an, either get another Cavs jersey or a LeBron James jersey, which not not a lot of sports fans listen to this podcast. Let's call it what it is. It's going to be a LeBron James Laker jersey. You know, that's what it is. Now, this is extra interesting, and I bring it up because, as I just said, for those of you that aren't sports fans, LeBron James is leaving Cleveland. It's kind of widely known. On top of that, the number two number two selling jersey during the NBA playoffs was LeBron James's Cleveland Cavaliers jersey. So now what's happening is we have this 90-day window where LeBron James is most likely leaving the Cleveland Cavaliers, and all of those fans that bought jerseys on Fanatics, a LeBron James jersey, are going to be able to trade them in. And I'm seeing some... Some guesses. I don't even want to call them like, yeah, because I, I I feel like the this one's not completely accurate. But I've seen some estimates where they're saying this could be a couple million dollars. It's going to cost the fanatics a couple million dollars. Uh, and one point I forgot to mention, actually, and this is um, I was I read this and I was like, oh, well, if I ever buy a jersey, I'm going to be doing that. Uh, apparently, if you use your American Express card on fanatics, that 90 days turns to 365 days. You got a year. You got a year. And I really do appreciate this because I have a couple. I'm not a big jersey wearer, especially at this point in my life. I've just gotten a little too old for jerseys. I don't think there's anything wrong with them. I just don't buy a bunch of them because really the only time I wear them, uh, although I will be honest, uh, yeah. <laughs> for those of you on the live feed, yeah, there is a Red Sox jersey hanging behind me, David Ortiz. Red Sox jersey, and actually only had this one like two years. Uh, so I shouldn't say I don't buy a lot of jerseys. <laughs> but if I do buy another jersey, I will be buying it with an Amex, uh, knowing that I can trade it in because I've got – this one's for you, Chris. I, I, got a, I got a Johnny Damon jersey. Red Sox jersey in my closet, and I got a Jonathan Powell Bond Red Sox jersey in my closet, and I don't wear those things. I don't. I just don't because uh, those players aren't Red Sox anymore, and they left, and they didn't retire as Red Sox. That's a David Ortiz jersey behind me. He retired a Red Sox, one of my favorite Red Sox of all time. That one I can wear till I don't know, forever. Give it to my daughter. She can wear it after I'm long gone. All right, let's, let's try to cruise through some, through some of this tech here. Uh, now... As if we needed another podcast platform, apparently Google Podcasts is now a thing. That's right, Google Podcasts, standalone app on Google. Uh, we do call them throwbacks, Chris, but the Damon one is hard. I get so much flack for the Johnny Damon one. Anyway, Google Podcasts, that's right, because you needed another app on your phone. You need another platform to listen to. Go tell us the wall podcast. You don't. Just listen to it wherever you are. Uh, but apparently they've launched a new podcast app new standalone app the interesting thing here is it does integrate with google assistant so you're going to get more uh, kind of tips based on what you listen to but honestly i don't know that i'm going to be using it i use google play uh google play music or google play essentially for my podcast consumption uh, and sometimes spotify and of course podomatic.com shout out to podomatic for all that they do keeping the go tell to wall podcast in line among the thousands and thousands of other podcasts that they host through their site so keep it, I don't know, keep it, I, I don't, who cares? Another podcast platform. Because uh, uh, we need more apps in our life. You know, Facebook's, this is what, now Google's following the Facebook model. Facebook's like, well, you know how we had one app and all of your stuff was in there? Well, now we have five apps for all those things that you did in one app. Thanks. Thanks, Facebook. Thanks, Google, because that's really what we needed. Uh, I do have some good news from Google. Good news. 
Uh, apparently, continued conversation is now arriving for Google Home. Uh, this actually arrived last week. Uh, I didn't have a chance to get to it on the last podcast, but this one I'm excited about. I think this is good uh, because I find myself giving the command to my Google Home over and over and over again. So continued conversation is something where you can initiate your Google Home with that phrase that I'm not going to use right now because it's going to trip off everyone's Android phone and their Google Homes and all that good stuff. But use that phrase. And then once you've used that phrase, you can then continue a conversation. So let's say you're, you're trying to get multiple pieces of information from your Google Home. You won't have to continue using that phrase that triggers your Google Home. Uh, the important thing is it does need to be enabled. So you'll have to go in through your Home app and actually enable that before it will work for you. Oh, Facebook. You know how we gave, gave Facebook a little good on you at the top of the show? Yeah, we're going to take the good on you back. Uh, you, you earned it for a second, Facebook, but uh, ah, we got to take it back. We got to take it back because apparently just today, this one just dropped today. So, you know, the Cambridge Analytica data misuse scandal that was happening and all of that the private information was leaked out and Facebook came out and Zuckerberg testified before Congress and did all this heartfelt stuff. And they've got an ad campaign on television talking about how they're cleaning up Facebook. They're going to make a place for friends and all this other bullshit. Well, apparently they can't keep the information sharing, even that simple part of it, to a minimum. They can't eliminate even the simplest part of it. So Facebook maybe stop making a bunch of extra apps and doing all this other dumb stuff and extra feeds and all that and just protect our fucking information. You know, maybe the simple stuff. Yeah. Well, because just this past week, they got hit un with another surprise, surprise quiz app. Those quiz apps. Nobody cares what kind of hot dog you are. Nobody cares what kind of fruit you should be. Stop taking them. And... What do you think this one was? Nametests.com. So, of course, this was something probably floating through your Facebook feed. And if you're listening right now and you clicked on it, just go ahead and delete your entire Facebook because you effed up. You messed, you done messed up. And this was one, who are your 50 best friends? I don't care who my 50 best friends are. I know who my few best friends are. I talk to them. <laughs> I talk to them. I don't need to be told by a stupid little app or a stupid little website who my best friends are. I know that. I know who they are. Because, you know, we do this little thing called talking, communication. Don't need an app telling me that. Uh, so we just took your, your good on you back, Facebook, and let's try to do a little better. Do better. Hashtag do better. Ugh, that's ridiculous. All right, some good news in the tech world. There is a new SD card coming out. The SD Association, which I didn't even know was a thing, but apparently the SD Association is a thing. <laughs> and... And they make uh, SD cards. Oh, I got to get back to that. I skipped over something. Uh, new SD card coming out is... Oh, <laughs> 128 terabytes. 128 terabytes. Apparently, this SD card is going to be released. I don't have anything else to say except, holy shit. I, I don't even... I 128 terabytes... Do with that what you will. Uh, some good news for those of you out there that like to drop your phone, not like to, but often drop your phone. There's a clever new case that is out now or coming out soon. It's an active damping case. Active damping case. The interesting thing here is it's essentially an airbag for your phone. But instead of a giant balloon blowing up, what this has, these phone cases have at the corners, these, these metal tabs that pop out 
if it senses a drop, pop out senses a drop and they act as springs on the edges of your phone so that the edges don't hit and your phone actually cracks. Definitely seems like something useful. And I can see that. I, a few months ago, I cracked my phone uh, drop and it fortunately had the insurance and had them send me a new one. Uh, but I totally get the usefulness of this and the need for this. Like, I, I totally get it. However, this got me thinking, and we'll probably share this one on Twitter so you can see it. These tabs pop out, and, and they are kind of plastic covered. They're metal, but there's some plastic in there. I'm sure the sensors these days on phones are just ridiculous where it knows it's, you know, sensors and there's sensors for your pocket and everything else. As much as I wouldn't want to drop my phone, uh, I'd be more terrified of these tabs popping open in my pocket and either some incredible embarrassment or a little bit of pain. So, uh, tread wisely on this one with the tabs that pop out to save your phone. Could absolutely save you from ne needing a new $1,000 handset, but it could also make you need some new $50 to $100 jeans, <laughs> depending what kind of pants you wear. Uh, or, you know, I could just... I can see someone standing in front of a conference room, like, giving a presentation, and their phone, the sensor goes off, and it's just like, <laughs> like, right in their pot. Like, whoa! <laughs> or even sitting on, like, a table in a conference, you're sitting in a meeting, and you're... <laughs> Just like pops up. It'd be interesting. I don't know. I'm sure the tech is there, but yeah, I, I mean, let's keep in mind wall fans, common sensors. There's a lot of tech in phones and they can say, no, no, the phone knows it's dropping and has sensors that know it's in your pocket. Yeah. We're less than two years removed from phones blowing up. <laughs> like I, just keep that in mind. Keep in mind that, that that's what we deal with. Oh, all right. The most important tech news of the week. Absolute 100% most important tech news of the week. I'm not, you're not using that lightly. It is the most important tech news of the week. Tomorrow. June 29th. Is the re-release of the NES Classic. That's right. The NES Classic going to be back in stores uh, tomorrow. Going to be back up on websites. I believe it will be on Amazon. Uh, so please, please, if you didn't get to get one to uh, almost two years ago, I will never for that's the thing. I will never for the rest of my life, never for the rest of my life, the entirety of my life. I will never forget the date that the original NES classic was released. It was November 11th, 2016. The reason I will never forget that is that was the day that my daughter was born. Uh, the reason I was not able to go out to the store and get one that day is because my daughter was being born at 4:54 in the morning on November 11th, 2016. Uh, however, I've been looking forward to this. I've talked about it on the podcast quite a few times. Finally, we're finally hitting the day, June 29th, and I am going to be watching my computer starting at around 11.45, and when midnight hits, I will be ordering one immediately. I'm hoping to just do it on Best Buy or Target so I can go pick the bad boy up tomorrow, uh, but I'm ordering one right at midnight. Right, I'm not, I'm not even risking it this time. They said there's going to be plenty of them. They're not doing limited stock. I'm not risking it. I'm ordering it right at midnight. Midnight. Ah. All right, some sad news. Speaking of toys and fun things, uh, on the same day that the NES Classic is being re-released, we will unfortunately see the official closure of all of the final Toys R Us stores. I will warn all of you out there, if you're a Toys R Us fan, you were a Toys R Us kid like myself, uh, you were helped immensely uh, at Babies R Us when, when you're when you're daughter was born three and a half weeks early and you didn't have everything you possibly needed and your poor wife is at home with the baby and just learning what to do and everything else. Yeah, going to miss it. And I'll warn you, a lot of sad stuff going on. Not, not, not depressing, just sad. It's just sad to see those empty aisles. It's sad to see Jeffrey there 
holding the suitcase and getting ready to leave Toys R Us. It's just sad. It's sad. Uh, so I'm disappointed that they are closing, but we have to recognize it simply because it's the end of an era. So many children grew up with that. I grew up with Toys R Us. Uh, I was hoping that my daughter could have grown up with Toys R Us. Fortunately, I was able to share that with her to an extent. Uh, but, of course, we're going to have more news. There, there's stuff, Something's going to happen here where the Toys R Us brand is probably gone. But uh, hope, someone's got to step up. I don't. Amazon, that's nice. Target, Walmart, that's nice. Target, you got one aisle in there. That's nice. Whatever. I don't go to Walmart. It scares me. But we, we need that brick and mortar. I need a place to take my daughter. I need a place to take my daughter for her to look at toys, not look at a freaking screen and see pictures of toys. No, I want her to pick up a physical toy and see it before we buy it. That's what I want. So hopefully some company is going to step up and we will have that. Speaking of stepping up, oh, I'm going to leave you with the best news I've gotten probably since the birth of my daughter. Planters, huge good on you. Speaking of bringing things back, planters recently announced. Now hold on, hold on to your chairs. Hope you're sitting down for this one if you're not aware of it. Planters recently announced that they are bringing back the cheese balls. That's right. Planners cheese balls. If you're not familiar with these, just go ahead and turn off the podcast right now. No, don't turn off the podcast. I'm just kidding. Uh, but incredible cult following for these cheese balls. I grew up with them in Chicago. I actually didn't think you could get them outside of the Midwest or East Coast, whatever it might be. And I was fortunate enough when I was in film school uh, in the early 2000s, I was in film school and I used to go to this Target on Ventura Boulevard. And I was there randomly one day and I look, I'm going through the snack aisles and I look up planners freaking cheese balls right there now that was 15 years ago you know that it's been a long time uh, and they eventually did disappear from there but planners has announced they're going to be coming back they are going to be popping up in stores soon here but most importantly this weekend this weekend you're going to be able to order them on amazon and i'm going to share this with you this is how i know i made the right choice in marrying my wife I sent my wife the link uh, announcing that the Planner's Cheese Balls uh, were coming back. Sent her a link. And I said, I'm ordering a case this weekend. And she messages me back and she goes, uh, why don't we make that two? One for me, one for you. <laughs> and so I messaged back and said, okay, so four it is. Uh, so I don't know that I'm going to order four cases, but I'm ordering minimum of one case. Going to find a place to storm. Got to figure out how long. I mean, they're sealed. I, I, it's not like canned goods where you got years and years out of them, but they're sealed. I think I can get as much out of them. Uh, I'm going to get as much out of them as possible because it is a limited time. I don't think there's going to be limited stock. You're going to be able to find them for a while, but we're not talking. You're, you're not going to be able to find them like five years from now. So stock up on your planners, cheese balls. That's C H E E Z. That's how it's spelled. Cheese balls. Uh, these are the best. And w one more thing on that. I don't like, I'm I know I'm going to get comments. No, they sell the giant cheese ball thing. Like where I was going to get comments. So I said the giant cheese ball thing at, at Costco and at, at Target. It's not the same. They taste different. They're good. There's nothing against those. Not the same as a planter's cheese balls. So, and I love how this is, and it, like the tagline in this is your 90s childhood in a can. Like, I don't think I ate them at all in the 90s. I ate them in the 80s in Chicago. Like, that's when I had them. And then I found them like late 90s, early 2000s at this one random target in, in uh, Woodland Hills, California on Ventura Boulevard. Yeah. Oh, so I'm going to leave you on that note. It's so nice to leave with some good news. Like cheese balls. Uh, but more importantly, wall fans, common sensors, keep in mind, we are going to be on a different day next week. And it's going to be earlier in the day. 
going to be a daytime live feed on the 4th of July. That's a Wednesday as opposed to a Thursday. Uh, S-H-I-W. Shoo. No, I don't know. It's, we're just going to be happy it's Wednesday because it's a holiday and it's 4th of July. And most likely you're going to be enjoying some drinks and some barbecue and whatever else that you know entails your 4th of July. Enjoy it. But make sure you tune in for Go Tell It to the Wall. 4th of July special. Uh, what were we calling it, Chris? Star Spangled. The, the Go Tell to the Wall Star Spangled episode. That's what we're calling it. Uh, we will have more information that will get posted on Twitter and on the website and all that good stuff as far as timing. But just, just mark your calendars. It's going to be earlier in the day. We are going to have the amazing Chris and the amazing Bridget like literally sitting next to me as opposed to just feeding me information via text uh, the way they have been for, oh, my gosh. You guys have been doing oh. It's funny. I think about I'm like, oh, my God, I've been doing this for quite a while. Uh, and Chris and Bridget have been helping me for well over a year and, and not being compensated at all for it. In fact, not only not being compensated, but compensating me uh, in in the meantime to, to keep this thing going. So please, please, please tune in next week. In addition to Chris and, in addition to Chris and Bridget uh, being on the Star Spangled episode, we're going to have some other wall fans, some other big time contributors kind of pop in and out as we are literally going to be outside at our I don't want to call it annual, but maybe it'll turn into annual Go Tell to the Wall 4th of July bash. That's right. This is not the official party that we still will throw for all of the patrons, uh, but this is just kind of a fun thing we're going to do. So tune in next Wednesday. We'll have more information information uh, being fed out to you, so, so keep an eye out for that. All right. Uh, wall fans, common censors, podcast consumers, social media world, thank you for joining in Go Tell to the Wall podcast episode 62. It may not seem like it, but I appreciate each and every one of you that listen out there. I've actually been watching the podcast numbers climb drastically. Like it used to be we'd get, you know, we're at, we'd average like five to 10,000 views an episode. Now we're getting like hundreds of downloads a day in addition to those unique views, like daily. <laughs> I keep checking. I'm like, did I, what happened? Did, did I do? No. Oh, okay. People. Are, all right. So I, I really do appreciate all of you out there sharing, listening, uh, subscribing, all of the things you do, making Go Tell to the Wall podcast the common sense filled show that it is. So thank you, all of you. And remember, all of you out there, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, podcast friends, Go Tell to the Wall friends, no matter where you are, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, and no matter why you are doing that particular thing always 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 use common sense